In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 207th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, The Cutdown. The Falcons are getting ready to make their cutdowns, probably starting on Friday, and then they'll wrap them up on Saturday by 4 p.m. by the league deadline. So we wanted to uh, see how they're doing that. We uh, looked at a couple of, we looked at uh, Houston's process, checked in on the tight. Uh, the Texans, and then we asked Coach Quinn about, you know, their process. He was a little bit vaguer than Coach uh, Bill O'Brien, but nonetheless, we got a, a good picture for you guys on how NFL teams work this process uh, down. It's not uh, They're not going to get in the room and just cut, you know, uh, you know, folks. It's an ongoing process. The valuations are ongoing. They'll take them all the way up to the wire for uh, some players, but most of those those spots are set. So we're going to look at that one. Then we're going to go to the roster, uh, look at the offense, cut the defense, special teams, and then we'll wrap up about uh, with a, a note there on Arthur Blank's book, Good Company, which is coming out to bookstores near you. It's a memoir by the Falcons owner, the builder, co-builder of the Home Depot Empire. So let's hear from Coach Quinn, then I'll go over what Bill O'Brien told the Texas uh, reporters here recently. They got to get ready to play before everybody else. They play Thursday night uh, against Kansas City, so they're, they're a little bit ahead of everybody on their, their cut downs. But let's hear from Coach Quinn. He makes, he makes his opening statement. Then I don't unmute myself for the first question. Then I, I mute myself uh, or unmute myself, and then we talk about the roster. And then I had a question about Edo Smith. Here's Coach Dan Quinn. I think uh, first thing you probably um, have seen is that just a different format for the week, uh, knowing we're in a mock um, week for a game week. But the focus and the attention is still uh, solely squared on us. There's still much for us to, to work on and, and get to. So. Uh, no work um, on opponent stuff. We're still right in the middle of our stuff to make sure we're getting our football line right. Uh, second piece uh, is still, you know, a lot of roster and practice squad decisions, you know, on the horizon. Obviously, with the practice squad being, you know, larger and more expanded this year, um, takes some more time and thought to put into that to make sure you're, you know, covering the team in the very best way. So those are two big topics, uh, you know, that, that we're hitting on this week. Obviously, the uh, mock schedule and then certainly the uh, roster decision. So, glad it opened up to you guys um, as we're heading into this final week of camp. Yeah, Coach, with that roster construction, are you guys uh, uh, meeting every night with your coordinators? I hit the mute button. I don't like teams. I wasn't muted. Hello, Coach. Um, are you guys meeting uh, with your co- are you meeting with your coordinators with regards to that roster construction? 
you know, each night and so forth. And uh, are you looking at it as a 69-man roster, really, with uh, the additions of the, special, uh, the practice squatters? Yep, that's a great point. And, yes, we're definitely uh, spending as much time as we can together. But I agree that uh, people who are on the practice squad, you, you need some that are ready to play right now. And, uh, you know, if the moment calls, they're ready to, whether that's on a, a Saturday or a Sunday, that they can deliver. And so there may be some, you know, they're still developmental, but it won't be full of, you know, guys who are in developmental spaces, obviously with some of the veterans there. But having the access to say, no, he can play right now in a game, that's a big piece of it. Uh, you're absolutely right. And Coach Edo Smith, uh, what did he do to try to rehab from uh, the neck and the head injuries last year? And then, why, uh, and then can the running backs go low on their pass protection blocks? Uh, I know Warwick Dunn was a really good low blocker uh, back in the day. Yeah, yes, on both. The only um, time you can't, you know, go low or you know, if you're engaged with an offensive lineman, that's when they would call, you know, a high low on that one. But for certain, uh, that's part of it, and the cuts are are there part of it. And I would say the the rehab part of him, the first one was obviously letting it calm down, and then from then on, it was strength in the neck and the traps. Uh, he really followed that plan closely, so he's stronger uh, physically. Um, and so then he's just been putting as much work as he can on the blocking technique and punching. So uh, he's put good work in. Thank you. Well, there he is, Coach Dan Quinn on the roster construction. Uh, and uh, running back Edo Smith, that story's online. Edo Smith said last year was the hardest year of his life after he uh, got injured in the seventh game of the season and had to miss uh, the last 11 games. Now, um, Here's what, uh, you know, was starting to come into focus, the roster for, for most teams now. Uh, you know, they started their talks in Houston last week. Uh, they, uh, you know, so they're, they're not waiting until Friday and Saturday to sit down and cut them, and the Falcons aren't, aren't doing that either. Uh, you know, they started their talks last week, and, uh, you know, they moved on to, you know, they look at it as the 53 plus 16. That's the new practice squad number. Uh, so you're really only cutting 11 players because you're going to probably keep your 16 guys or try to keep them because they've been in camp with you. Uh, you know, the poaching that goes on, I don't really see that happening this year, but I know the scouting departments are, you know, going to be on the lookout for any uh, good players. Uh, you know, heard Mickey Loomis from New Orleans talk about, hey, you don't want to let anybody out the door. Don't want any letting good players out the door. So, Normally, they would cut them, get them back to their practice squad. Now, you might see people keep the young guys on their roster and bring more veterans back through the practice squad. So, we're going to, it's going to be an interesting cut-down period. Uh, you know, Coach uh, O'Brien also made a point that, um, you know, last you know they the last thing they do every night, they get together with the coordinators and, you know, uh, they look at the uh, roster as the game day roster. You know, that's the 45. And then the 53-man roster, and that's the, and then that's uh, you know who's going to be up, and then your eight inactives, and then who's on the practice squad. They're not looking for All-Star 53 roster, you know. It's the best 53, and I'm pretty sure the Falcons going to look at it like that too. Uh, you know where they're weak at, they're going to buttress those positions. And try to move on into the season and get ready for Seattle and be as healthy as they possibly can. And there, he also said he doesn't want, you know, the Plan D program that they've been uh, talking about here a lot. Um, 
under Coach Quinn. That's going to take a back seat this year. He's going to need, he called roster ready practice squatters. So that means that if on Saturday somebody tests positive and you got a tackle uh, go down, Jake Matthews, for instance. Okay, you got Matt Gano. He can play back up. Man, do you got to switch Caleb to right and then bring up John Wetzel? Or, you know, uh, McCray can maybe slide out there and play some tackle. But, you know, that's just the, you know, they got these all these doomsday scenarios that they're going through. And when they uh, have to call somebody up from the practice squad, they don't want it to be somebody uh, going out into their first NFL game. So we're going to see some some veterans down there. Uh, I would have a lot of linemen and a lot of defensive linemen. Uh, and, uh, you know, does those just, you know, to make sure you're strong in the trenches. So let's look at, uh, you know, that's how the, that's first, our first item, you know, constructing the roster. Think of three numbers, 45, well, actually four numbers, 45, the active roster, 53, the full roster, then 69, that's your practice squad, and then the 11, that's how many you got to cut to get down there. So that's uh, that's where we're going to be looking at here over the next couple of days. The Falcons are in their scrimmage on Thursday. They'll cut some on Friday, then do the rest on Saturday. That's been their uh, motor op- modus operandi in the past, but that might not apply this year with uh, all of the – uh, things going on with the pandemic so offensively and we haven't worked through our uh, whole 53 man analysis we'll do that it's kind of obvious but uh, we'll get that out there for you this week too uh, you know the quarterbacks the two and number eight they're good uh, Ben Kirk go to the practice squad they did have three other quarterbacks in here to uh, to, to to work out so uh, we'll see if uh, some of them show up on that practice squad. Uh, running backs, only Reynolds will probably get cut. See him probably on the practice squad. Receiver, there's a log jam. Uh, at the back, Christian Blake, uh, Brandon Powell, and uh, Laquan Treadwell. I don't think you can keep all of them. They like those three kids. Um, or uh, Chris Rowland's the other one. I, I got him making it right now as the punt returner. So, uh, we'll see uh, if those guys show up on the practice squad. Now, offensive line, Gano and Harlow, guys that have been around a while, uh, you know, they haven't broken through, though. So, uh, do you keep them on the practice squad because you can play them because they know everything? Or do you try to get better there? Uh, the backup tight end spot, Stocker's in there behind Hurst. Uh, Jaden Graham showed he can make a player two last year. Uh, Kahari Lee, the XFLer, and uh, Jared Pinkney. We haven't seen much from them. Maybe they'll be the guys that they'll look at to see if they could uh, beat out Graham. Then maybe you could have Graham on the practice squad, but I don't see that happening. Uh, along the defensive line, uh kid that's jumped out at, my, uh, at me is Austin Edwards. He's number 95. From Fair State, uh, let me just double check that. But uh, I've been seeing him flash uh, a lot at practices. Yeah, Austin Edwards, 6'5", 275, a little light. Uh, Fair State, but a high motor kid. Maybe you, maybe he, you get him to the practice squad. But uh, defensive, maybe uh, defensive end wise, 
because uh, Fowler, we haven't seen Fowler. They say it's not non-threatening, it's a spreading ankle, but we haven't seen him this week. So unless we, you know, get to see him, you know, then we, you know, are a little jumpy about, um, you know, the it's probably just inside taking us on her. But, you know, if they're not out there during the open portion of practice, we can't count them as being there. So uh, the defensive end spot is the one we're keeping an eye on. Charles Harris, uh, Jacob Tutua Mariner. I got to work on his pronunciation, the uh, Falcons told me. And uh, I think I did it okay there. Uh, I mean, you might have to go in the season with those guys, backing up, tacking a, a Fowler. So, um, defensive end. Uh, we're going to probably uh, – Davidson's probably not going to be ready to play. They said it's going to take a couple weeks to get his game uh, game, uh, game conditioning back up because he ain't back yet. He's been gone since August the 20th with a strained knee. Uh, you know, it's probably a medial, but we don't want to speculate on injuries. But uh, he's not going to just come back and be ready to go on the opener. So, boom, John Kaminsky is up. We'll see what he can do against Seattle. Uh, we're just projecting that. And uh, you know, that defensive line has put in a lot of work. We'll see where it goes. Uh, linebackers, Deion Buchanan hasn't done much. I don't know uh, what's going on there with him. Maybe maybe you put him on the practice squad. Mikael Walker is injured. He's been uh, – we don't have the injury. We can't see one. Uh you know, it could be a you know soft tissue growing, hamstring, something like that. Maybe that's a stasher type of deal. Uh, and then you know, uh, in the secondary, Jordan Miller's got three games to serve on his suspension, but it's crowded back in that secondary. So uh, you know, if guys aren't playing up to par, they're gonna be moving you around and, and so forth. Uh, special teams wise, they're fine with the kicker and the punter, Young Way Cool. And Sterling Hoffrichter, uh, they've done, a, you know, he did a good job at the stadium, directional punting, pooch punting, uh, doing the flop punter. I had a handheld uh, hang times on them, so, you know, they were pretty good. And, uh, you know, so they're, they're feeling pretty comfortable about their uh, special teams. But it's going to be like the first time in a game some guy's going to be covering a kick for the first time. It, it might, you know, the kick might get out, man. If uh, if he can't put it out of the end zone, uh, you know, kick the, the, the coverages and the special team stuff might be pretty interesting the first couple weeks of the season. So uh, they're putting in the work, but still, it's going to be the first time live for a lot of people. I mean, okay, you're Jalen Hawkins. You play safety at, at Cal and, uh, you know, you didn't play special teams. You was, you know, a five-star. So, now you're in the NFL. You got to play special teams. So, yeah, if they get, if they get picked off or blindsided and opens up a lane, yeah, it could be a disaster. So, uh, that's what coaches are coaching against in this first game. The special teams, uh, they got to listen to Coach Kawika, make sure he gets the guys he wants on special teams. That's why that coordinator meets with the, the coach and then so certainly on offensive. Uh, the only thing in question for the Falcons is the line. Uh, got a lot of receivers. Running backs are, are you know, set pretty much. Uh, they're going with the Hill. Edo Smith, Olison committee behind Gurley. Uh, Keith Smith will get the fullback job. 
and then uh, they'll try to hide Mikey Daniels on the practice squad if they can get get him through. So, and then you stack that tight end. You know, we went over that. Then the defensive line, linebacker secondary, went over that. Safety's packed because uh, I don't, you know, they're going to keep Ricardo, Keanu, KZ, and Neesman. Neesman's on every special team. So, and then Jalen Hawkins is the, uh, you know, fourth round pick. So, I mean, you usually don't see him carry five safeties. But, you know, Keanu's gotten hurt the last couple of years. Uh, they might not be able to sign him next year. So you better, might as well train Hawkins to be the, uh, uh, you know, safety and waiting in case, uh, you know, with the salary cap and all that situation. So that's what you got going on here on the roster. We, we're kind of talking ourselves through the 53-man analysis, and we'll get to that here later in the week. Now, uh, Arthur Blake's book, Good Company, Coming out, Bo Emerson sat with him and did a review in the AJC. Uh, so, you know, uh, that's coming out. I, I found something in the story that was real interesting. And I heard him give these speeches, too, to the business community and so forth on uh, on how they, uh, you know, founded, uh, you know, Home Depot and how they made it a success by making the customers uh, first. He said, that's what happened to Sears and Roebuck. They, they stopped listening to their customers. And so, uh, you know, that's what they did at Home Depot. He says that's what he tries to do with the Falcons, the Landing United, the uh, PGA Superstores, which I, I miss going to because I need to put my golf game back together. But uh, they're doing good in the pandemic, whereas some other businesses are not. He had to close his ranch in uh, Montana uh, because of the pandemic. But there we go. We're going to wrap it up here. We're getting closer to football, y'all. Never thought this was uh, going to happen, but uh, looking forward to it. The uh, September the 13th, Falcons against Seattle. This is the uh, 207th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We talked about the roster, the offense, the defense, special teams, and owner Arthur Blank's memoir. That's out, entitled Good Company. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon. You can get everything on Amazon. So that's probably where, where you can get his book at, too. So we're going to wrap it up. Hey, you want to follow us? We need a, I need to catch Clarence Hill. He's got, like, more followers than I do. I'm only at 37.8. So we need to get the uh, follower. We need to get our follower game up on Twitter at AJC, And then you can follow us on a, on Facebook, Atlanta Falcons News Now page. And, Surely go to AJC.com, subscribe to the paper, and bookmark your Atlanta Falcons page. So with that, we're going to get on out of here. The 207th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Intro and outro music by DJ Magic. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song 
Christmas celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.